Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Tapes and Scouts. Tapes and Scouts. Tapes. Tapes and Scouts. Tapes, tapes, tapes. Scouts, scouts, scouts. Has to be. Has to be. I'd be the scowly one, I guess. The scowly wag. Is it your turn? Uh, to go first or to scowl? To scowl. Um, sure. I, mean, I give people a lot of gripes about not being on the ball. That's true. Week. You did. So I guess it's my turn then. Yeah, you better be the angry Unless one. you still have some le- residual. No, I'll just, I'll, I'll follow what you're, I'll back you up. Grumble, grumble. Also grumble. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Also grumble. Grumble. Anywho's. Yeah. Movies. Movies. I got two, you got two. Would you like to start or end this uh, podcast? I'll end this podcast. Then I will go first, and oh boy, it's a good one. Okay. 1975. Oh. Dog Day Afternoon. That is a good one. It is. I watched this August 25th, 2022. IMDb Minutes, two hours, five minutes. Biography, crime, drama. Ooh. Directed by Sidney Lumet. Of course. Starring Al Pacino, John Cazale, and Penelope Allen. Mm. Your IMDb movie summary, three amateur bank robbers plan to hold up a bank. Walk in, take the money, and run. Unfortunately, the supposedly uncomplicated heist suddenly becomes a bizarre nightmare as everything that could go wrong does. Dun, dun, dun. What a wild plot for the 70s. Yes. I understand it's based off reality. Mm-hmm. It's just super interesting. It really, it does start real simple. It's like, yep, lock the doors. We've got guns. Real easy. Yeah. And of course, it doesn't go that way. They realize real quick that they have been seen. But this movie is just amazing performances. Yeah. Pacino is so good. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, John Cazale, who, which was uh, Fredo yes. in uh, Godfather. Godfather. Yep. He's really good. There's this really great... Great line about smoking in this. Did you know the story? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's so good where he uh, really harps on a woman for smoking, and it was because he was dying of lung cancer at that right. point, and he knew he was going to die, and he added that line. He asked them to put that line in. So cool. Very cool. Just a wild plot, uh, especially its use of gay characters and the treatment of gay characters. Mm-hmm. Watching this movie, knowing that it's based off a real story, it's so interesting. Basically, Al Pacino is a married man with kids. He's also got uh, another person on the side, which is a man that is transitioning to a woman. This is the 70s. 75, yeah. So, and I think, I'm assuming the story was roughly 70s too. I didn't write that down. The true story. Right. But it's all, you know, loosely based here. Just not a topic you would ever see. No. In a mainstream movie. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you start to dig under the surface a little bit and you start to hit these movies right. that are just like... Oh, wow. Like, this is really amazing stuff that they were doing and trying to push the envelope, especially in the 70s. The right. 80s, as much as I love 80s cinema, it did regress a little bit in terms of, like, what we were talking about because we were so focused on special effects and that evolving that right. we kind of lost out on some of the more important topics that we were I, looking for in the 70s or looking exploring in the 70s. I mean, everybody was scared of AIDS in the 80s, so I feel like, and they attributed that to the gay community. Which, Absolutely. You know, um, so I think that's why something like this might have worked in the 70s and would have been more ignored in the 80s. Right. But it's just an interesting, and the way the cops uh, interact with that character, the transitioning character, is wild. I'm yes. just, it's like so cringy, and you're just like, God, like it's so awful. Mm-hmm. But it's of its time, and it's how it would have went. So yes, uh, but just a very crazy story. It's just a very tense bank robbery movie. Yep, and it just is crazy all throughout. And <laughs> you're right there. I was trying to get to this movie because I'm pretty sure this is also. 
I could be wrong. Sidney <laughs> Lumet? Yes, I was right. Boom. Which Serpico. one's that? Ah, Serpico. Also, also Al Pacino, also a crime movie. He loves his uh, Pacinos. He do. I just was like, I think that's also Lumet. Also of that era. Also a really good one that I think a lot of people pass over. Well, Pacino's done a lot of interesting roles, especially early on. What was the one that you had done where he was, was he was he gay or he's infiltrating a gay? Cruising. Cruising, yes. Yeah, that was the William Friedkin movie. Right. Yep. And you said Freakin' went really, really, really into, into the... That's the gay code with the bandanas. Right, right. Like that. It's interesting, but yeah. like this movie is amazing. It's, there's not like a lot to talk about, unfortunately, because it's like standard. You have we're, to... in a, we're in a bank with guns. People are scared. It's funny. If you watch Dog Day Afternoon, you realize how many things borrowed elements from oh, Dog yes. Day Afternoon. You watch that movie. It's not so much like a, an easy to talk about, but it's like the way that things were set up, the way that... Thing, like the tropes that they use in that movie became a staple of the genre. And you're just like, oh shit, like this is such an informative movie to this style of film. And Al Pacino's character coming out trying to rile the crowd, getting chants of Attica, talking about things yeah. relevant of the time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. It is. But yeah, it's a tough one to watch, I think, in some respects. Like it's just dark and gritty and gross. And, Absolutely. But it's a real thing. Our world is gross and gritty sometimes. Uh huh. So IMDb gave it an 8.0. Okay. That's pretty high for That's them. Very high for them. That might even be top 100 for them. It might be. Rotten Tomato Critics. You want to guess the critics? I would go with a 95%. 96. Wow. 51 critics. The audience, 100,000 plus. What do you think? I'm glad they went back and watched it. I am. I would say 88%. 90%. You're doing wow. great. Yeah. The Tim score. What are you picking? I'm going to say Tim gives this an 8 out of 10. Tim gave it a 9 out of 10. Wow. Tim's learning to stretch his wings. He is. I wouldn't have ever ventured to guess that high. It's such a good movie. It's I, it's like it's a hard one to talk about because it really is just dude sitting in a bank and really great dialogue. Oh, yeah. But aside from, you know, the ending and moving it along to its climax, it's just dudes in a bank. What do you think about the uh, the way that Lumet tends to film those kind of things? He tends to be back very far. Right. You, and, I felt like I knew the whole layout of the building. Right. Even in scenes where they were more closed in, they were barricaded the back they were in a smaller back room of the bank it still felt very far away yes it, he only punches in for close-ups when it is very important to punch in for a close-up right at the end they're driving in the car mm-hmm. that was really it yeah and even that it was like you know certain moments were almost like they come to the camera so it's almost mm-hmm. like i don't want to say spielberg s because spielberg would come later on like you know this is early spielberg this would be like pre-duel, I think, even by a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But Lumet is so... Lumet treats his movies like a stage play. That's why I'm so excited for you to watch 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Um, so it's a really good chance for him to kind of... He almost like... It's almost he treats it like a stage play. And right. the moment the camera gets near the performer, it's super important that he needs to call your attention to that moment or to that line or to that and spot specifically. Now that you mention it, I, that is true also when they first pulled the car up to the bank... It's very far away. Yes. And even he's like, come check out the car, make sure it's good. And it's like, you're still so far. You feel like you're in the crowd. It's almost weird because you hear them as if they're next to you because he doesn't do the sound at a distance or anything like we do. Nowadays, everything's so boom, 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 right. boom, All boom, in boom, our back face. and forth. We don't yeah. just stick to a master shot like Sidney Lumet does where he would just be like, I'm going to leave this here. Let's see it play out and then let's really go in and, and really see where it needs to go. Like he's so measured in that Certain way. Certain things of that 
shot was really good. Looking at the car, I was. I felt like I was looking at the car. Absolutely. I felt involved. Right. So it's an interesting aspect. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. What do you got? I have a movie from much later than the 70s, 2019. Oh, that is quite recent. Quite recent. I watched the 72122. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. That's right. Just like Mr. Rogers. This is a drama directed by Marielle Heller, and it stars Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Matthew Riss, mm-hmm. and Susan Kalechi Watson. Whoa. Your movie summary, a story based on the real-life friendship between Fred Rogers and journalist Lloyd Vogel. That's fun. Yes, this is based on an article that Vogel put out where he went to interview Mr. Rogers, and it turned into this gigantic thing. So the basic, to kind of walk you through the story really quick in a nutshell, is he is a journalist. He's he's kind of struggling in his career. He's about to have a child and he's not really sure kind of where his life is. He has a fractured relationship with his father. You can tell he's just not a whole person. Right. Something's not right with him. And then he goes, he gets assigned this really soft little, like they're doing a spotlight on a bunch of different people and one of them is Mr. Rogers and they're just like, go up to Pittsburgh and interview Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And he's just like, really? Like, really? I have to go interview Mr. Rogers? Seriously? Like, that's like that's it for a little fluff and piece? I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, go. And you find out kind of what makes the movie really effective to me is us being exposed the way that Lloyd is. Because we all know Mr. Rogers from TV the same way Lloyd would in real life. Right. And we see that Mr. Rogers kind of permeates and becomes this force of insane good. That's how all how we remember people our age tend to remember Mr. Rogers is kind of like amazing positive force. Right. And the movie does such a smart job of making that the case. So he makes like slowly through these interactions with Lloyd makes him look into himself and is there to kind of be his sounding board and to make him like, it's okay. You can make yourself vulnerable. You can, you mean like you can get past these things. We can help. And not only it goes as far as to help him with Mr. Rogers, both directly as well as mentally kind of make Lloyd overcome the problems he had with his father, become a better, want to become a better parent, want to become a better person in general because of Mr. Rogers being in his life and Mr. Rogers just being like, I'm just here to help you. Like you're an, I mean, you matter. And the same way Mr. Rogers told us that when we were kids watching a show. So great. It means so much. And the way the movie does that by kind of exposing us to Mr. Rogers and slowly watching Mr. Rogers' influence unfold through Lloyd's life mm-hmm. and watching the steps Lloyd takes, watching what it means. Like there's parts where uh, like the wife just mentions offhand, like, oh, you think you're the only one who talks to Fred? Like as if he's calling all the time and having these long conversations with Lloyd's wife and just chit-chatting about life That's and great. wanting to legitimately be someone there to be a just, I'm a human and I'm here to help you. Like this means a lot to me. And it's just like you hear like there's lines about him, like everybody I meet, I pray for. And like he asks for his dad's name so he can pray for his dad and pray for him. And it's just like, man, this is just like, he's just, it's almost off-putting because you feel like Lloyd where it's like, how can he be this nice? How can he be this? selfless and he is like no one is like this right and mr rogers is it's amazing that the movie does such a good job of illustrating that i was really worried you were gonna say this is that one time he was a dick to a guy Uh, and this is about him becoming a serial killer (laughs) yeah yeah no it's amazing (laughs) mr rogers is just like seems like by all accounts is one of the most amazing people yes and he just wanted you to be a better person be a better neighbor and it just like the the, this screenplay does such a good job of encapsulating that and the performances heighten it it's just amazing like it's 
such a good feel good movie. It just the perspective worked for me, the flow, the pay, every like filmically everything worked really well. They did a cool job of making like the sort of Mr. Rogersy miniature from the opening as like different cities when they go back and forth to Pittsburgh and stuff. That's be, cool. Like, Mr. Rogery little city. It's such a nice like there's these little flourishes all through it mm-hmm. that make you f- remember Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, but most importantly see that Mr. Rogers, not just as Mr. Rogers the character, but as Fred Rogers the man, was just a fucking amazingly kind soul, which is just terrific. And Tom Hanks does good. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic job. Fred Rogers just always had such a, such a delivery and such a cadence. He did a nice job of yeah. trying to touch on that. A little punched up, but it's Tom Hanks trying not to be Tom Hanks sure. either. So right. nothing annoying. It really fits the. It fits after you hear it for a couple times. You're like, okay, I'm in for this. That's so, good. Yeah, really That's good. good. To hear. IMDb gives it a 7.2 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 379 critics give it 95. percent Wow. Audience, one or 10,000 plus verified neighbors give it a 92. percent Wow. And I'm coming in right there with them at a nine out of 10. Movie's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Much like when you did the documentary. This is, documentary was great. Yep, this is also great. Yeah, I was really worried this was going to be that hidden thing they left out. Nope, this is phenomenal. Fred Rogers pimp slapped a guy because he deserved it. That's right. Then he apologized. What do you mean I can't sleep. take off my sweater? I'm hot. It's hot in here, damn it. <laughs> well, I got a movie. Okay. From 2007, and it's invoking my wrestler rule, so aren't Ooh. you excited? I am. A, this is certainly a turn from Mr. Rogers. That's right. Okay. The Condemned. Condemned. Is this the one that's on an island and Steve Austin's in it? Yes. Okay. Yes, it All is. Right. I watched this August. 26th. Have you seen this one before? I have seen bits and pieces. Okay. So August 26, 2022. It's an hour 53 action crime thriller okay. directed by Scott Wiper. Mm. Starring Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vinnie Jones, Nathan Jones, who is also a wrestler, so double, mm. and um, Manu Bennett. So I saw, I, I the whole thing is Stone Cold. I knew Stone Cold was in this, and I was like, oh, Vinnie Jones, I like him. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. And Manu Bennett? Like, these are people. <laughs> is this good? Yeah. It's okay. Um, IMDb movie summary. Jack Conrad. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good name. That is. Is awaiting the death penalty in a corrupt Central American prison. He is purchased by a wealthy television producer and taken to a desolate island where he must fight to the death against nine other condemned killers from all corners of the world with freedom going to the sole survivor. It seems like a cool premise. Like, it feels like an 80s movie premise. So what I really liked that they I thought was so smart, because this is like early internet kind of feel. Well, maybe not early internet, but like... Like early streaming. Yeah. So they're trying to essentially create Twitch. Yep. Like an illegal Twitch network. And they're trying to get like the equivalent of the Super Bowl worth of people to watch it. Makes sense. And make all the money. Mm-hmm. And they do a pretty good job. Like the idea of that was super smart. Yes. I mean, you're basically like, we're going to make Battle Royal kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. And... It's going to be murder on TV. You know, watch it and yeah, make all the dark web. Yeah, the dark web. It was pretty good. It's very Suicide Squad as well. They okay. have a little bomb on them. You know, the typical just steal that oh, nugget. Yeah. What is fun for Austin, he was a soldier, an American soldier, who they all thought was uh, was fine. And then he apparently got caught somewhere. You find out later that he was just like, Hey, go on this mission. Like, you're the only one who can do it. Just go do this. Like, it was very off the books. Right. So, no, everybody's like, where'd he go? He was in this prison. They're actually trying to get an Indian combatant into this. Hmm. And he def- he kills him. Whoa. So, he goes in instead. And they were filming it uh, uh, to try to promote this thing. So, it's like, oh, man, he killed this massive dude. 
dude. Whoa. Really big Indian guy. He kills him. And he's like, oh, man, because he's trying to hit all the Democrats. Like, it's so smart from a from a awful, scummy corporate way. Like, right. we need the Indian market. We need this market. We need that market. Right. They're trying to commercialize it as much as they can. 100%. It's yeah. really good. But as far as action, it's okay. It's a gross kind of island. People feel shitty right. and it's okay there's alliances it all breaks down it's everything sure. you've seen a hundred times we know that part i was surprised by how good it actually was because by all reasons it shouldn't have been was i got a little wf picture it was okay. it was an early one and i was a little concerned when i saw that logo yeah. pop up i'm like oh this might be bad yep i was just hoping it was a low budget austin movie rick hoffman is in this he hmm. was uh, a really cool character he was the guy who played lewis in suits okay that guy's great yeah that guy's just so good He's at like, chewing scenery. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's a really terrible cover of Black Betty in this. Oh, my God. It's the wor- yeah, the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. If you want to pierce your ears, find this cover. Holy shit. I, it was so bad, I made a note of it immediately. Wow. I was like, Everybody needs to hear this bad cover. <laughs> Torture. Not that the originals aren't great. No. Hot take. Yeah, no, it's a... It's <laughs> IMDb, 6.0. Okay. But Rotten Tomato Critics, 100 critics, 15%. Yikes. That's pretty low. That is pretty low. The audience, 50,000 plus, 58%. Okay. And me, I gave it a six and a half. It gets a little nudge just because wrestling. Absolutely. And I had a good time. I like that. Yeah, it was fun. Good times. Great times. Speaking of great times. Are these fast times? Oh, no, they're great times. Oh. This is Guar. Guar? Guar. I love Guar. Yeah, 2021. Watch this one on July 25th, 2022. It's one hour and 50 minutes. A documentary directed by Scott Barber starring Guar. Guar. And your movie summary is a documentary following the heavy metal band Guar through its early days coming up through the late 80s to their near commercial success, including the dark times and the triumphs they faced against adversity. I almost watched this, and it's, I probably still will. You should. It, you would enjoy it. I love Gore. Yeah, They're Gore fun. is awesome. They're fun. Um, it is a super earnest look at this earnest. band. Yeah, earnest. He's in it? Not, yeah, not that earnest. Aww. Sorry, Vern. Um, it is very... Like, it's just raw. Like, this is what they've done well. This is the dumb shit they did that cost them potentially millions of dollars or, mm-hmm. like, actual music, like, full-blown musical careers, yeah. not just guys who are making this out of kind of, at this point, love. I mean, they're making a living, but they're scraping out a living, I guess is a better way to put it. For sure. With Guar than they are, like, comfortably enjoying a living. And they could have had certain things not been handled the way they were artistically. So it's it's really interesting to see how they started out, the conflicts that, were, that happened early in the band that permeated over the course of decades. Mm. It's just really interesting how it all started. It all started as like an art project from someone who wanted to do this and it evolved into Dave Brocky being like, could this be like a band? That's so good. Yeah. And just kind of moving on from there to the absolute batshit insanity that is Guar. So good. They're so different. They're so interesting. It caused me to go back and listen to Guar's entire discography. Nice. Because I hadn't listened to a lot of the newer stuff. Most of the Guar I'd listened to was like that 80s era, like Scum Dogs. I think I stopped in the 2000s. I was like, ah, that's enough. Yeah. And it's not bad. The newer stuff isn't bad. It's fine. Yeah. Guar is Guar. Guar if you, is, if yeah. you like one Guar song, you probably like them all. They're yeah. all very similar. They're very similar. It's, I mean, without Brocky, it's a little different, but the fact that, they, but that the new guy's good. New guy is Beefcake the Mighty, the original yes. Beefcake the Mighty. So pretty cool that they brought him back to do it. And it's yeah. just like, oh, that's really neat that he came back. Cause he's like, I can do this. I can see it through. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, that's really neat. And like the things that have happened since then and the way everybody feels about it. You have some people who are still sore about it, some people who sure. are really happy about it. And it's just like, it's the like, the woman pretty, isn't in the band anymore. The one who did the stage show? No. Right? no. 
No. And they interview her a bunch, too, in this. She was cool, man. Wild. The yeah. electric, the, the lightning stuff she would do. Yep. The Tesla coils or uh-huh. whatever it was. That is exactly what she would do, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. And it's just like a pretty, I was surprised at how, like, just raw it was and how upfront and honest every member of the band was. Did they talk about Joan Rivers a lot? Because that was the coolest thing. <laughs> that was the best. It gets, there are snippets in there, but nothing too, too oh, crazy. Everybody, extensive. everybody go watch that Joan Rivers thing. Yeah. It's so good. They show clips of it and everything. It's pretty wild. And it's just like, like them talking about the differences of being on those things. And it's like, the Brocky would just act like Brocky and sure. you couldn't get a word in. And it was pretty wild. Like, it was just, it just, it's like, I'm surprised it went that far. Like, it wasn't just like a cute, this is like, I want to introduce everybody to Guar because, you know, they've been around forever. It's actually like, uh, this is what they did well. This is what they do poorly. Here's what they struggle with still. Here's what they managed to overcome. It's like, damn. Okay. They got a bar. Fair enough. Guar bar. Guar bar. Yeah. Virginia question. Mark. I believe that's, that's the area they started in. So that makes sense. IMDB, 7.8 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes critics. 20 critics gave this 100%. Wow. Yeah. Go Guar. Uh, audience less than 50 verified 92%. That's awesome. Wild. That is awesome. And I'm coming in right with them eight and a half out of 10. It's a really successful documentary. That is all. That is so good to hear. Yeah. Really exactly what you want. Like more than I bargained for. So that's why it went a little bit higher. You know, like, Oh, you hit, you stuck the landing on a dock up seven, seven and a half for me. But this one was like, damn, this actually like pushed the boundaries of what I was expecting in a good way. So that's so cool. This is guar. Well, get more guar scum dogs, scum dogs.